0: What's up, guys? Welcome to the Strength Connection Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Kurkowski. All right, let's get right to it. So today I am with Superman himself. Tim Anderson, the creator of Original Strength, joins me on the show. So Tim is a renowned teacher, coach, and author in the strength and conditioning world. He's also one of the deepest thinkers on mental and spiritual strength that I know. And I got a chance to connect with him here to talk about his new book, Be Naked there's those that know it that there's those that know it and act on it and then there's those few that know act and then articulate it for others to understand tim is one of those few this was a really powerful conversation i feel truly grateful for being able to be a part of it all right so that we will get right to it if you like this episode do us a favor show us some love please rate and review wherever you're listening don't forget to subscribe too. you can catch all new episodes that are dropped every single week all right thanks so much guys now let's get on with the show What's up, everybody. Welcome to the show. Tim Anderson. Good to see you, man. How are you? Hey, I'm good. Thank It's good to see you. Absolutely. It's been a while. It's been about a year. So thanks for coming back. Yeah.
1: Thanks. So. I'm glad I'm glad to be back. Um, yeah, it, it doesn't seem like a year, but
0: I I I trust right. you. <laughs> it goes, it goes quick, right? So, well, you've got a new book out, man. Congratulations. It's an it's awesome. So congrats, man. Uh, thank you. Yeah. So we're gonna dive into it. Seriously, this is uh I was so pumped to. We connected a few weeks ago and got a chance to read your book. And uh, we're going to go into it. Be Naked is the title. Um, It's out now, so everybody can grab it. First off, great title. Um, We'll get into the origins of that. But, you know, I did want to say just kind of some personal props. I got a chance to read it. And I know, uh, you know, a lot of people have followed you for a long time. Program Original Strength. You've really tapped into a lot of the physical side of training. But this book really dove deep into the the mental and the spiritual side which I know you've talked about a lot but this was the first time I really saw you write about it and really articulate it together and I think you know this is the strength connection I've like talked about the physical and mental spiritual connection together and you really encapsulate a lot of the stuff that I've personally been working with over the past year and I know a lot of other people that I've talked to have too so I think this is I mean not only just a great book that you wrote but just super valuable so I'm really pumped to to chat about it and anybody listening, this is an absolute, you know, just go get this book right away. It will definitely help you out. Oh, that's awesome, man. I, that's really cool to hear. Yeah. Okay. So we'll dive into it. So first off, it's titled Be Naked. So what uh how'd you come up with this name? Like what's the what's the background? So like I
1: really didn't know what to call it. Um I had been toying with some ideas. I even went on my my YouTube channel and I was like, hey guys, I'm writing this book. I'm really not even sure what it's about as much, mm-hmm. but I'm, I'm looking for a title. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. I, so I was like, it's, it's about trying to, to be who you are. Um, and with a little bit of physical movement. that's all I gave people. And, you know, mm-hmm. people were sending back, you know, cool titles and stuff. And, and then I was just sitting there one day and I was like, well, it's really about the, the way it's about the second question that God ever asked man in the Bible. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's what it started out as. Like when I started writing it, I I just started writing about that. I had no okay. idea what the book or it would be a book or anything, but mm-hmm. I was just contemplating that second question, which is God asked Adam, who told you that you were naked? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was just writing around that and trying to process my thoughts around that. And then when I had actually written a book and I still didn't have a title, I was like, well, you know what? Maybe that's should be part of the title. Like be naked. And so that's really mm-hmm. that's where the title came from. Um, it just seemed fitting to me after I had written it and I was thinking about it. It's like, well, maybe that's what it should be called.
0: Yeah. It is. It, it was an interesting part of that book when talking about, you know, that question. And it kind of encapsulates everything about kind of we put our own we put our own thoughts that we're lacking on ourselves, like, but actually we've already built whole and healthy. And we talked about that, you know, last time when I had John about original strength, is we already have all the strength inside of us. We just need to unlock it from there. And a lot of times I think we, we are seem like we get into this chase of thinking we have to create, or we're, we're chasing something that's already not within us when in reality, everything's already inside of us, not just on the physical side, but on the whole side, the mental and the spiritual.
1: No. Yeah. We're sitting on a, an untapped reservoir of Mm -hmm. everything we need for the most part.
0: Okay. Yeah. So what's your process like of starting this book? I mean, you've written uh, numerous books before. Was this like, do you go out and be like, I'm going to write a book or is, were these just kind of thoughts in your head that you started contemplating and putting down and then it started to formulate? So this was lit for this book was, I guess, really for all books that I've written so far, but this one was,
1: I was literally wrestling with that question, like, And and I don't know. I can't tell you why. I wish I could tell you that I planned to write a book. I didn't plan to write a book, Mm -hmm. but that question just kept coming around. And that's usually how I know I need to start writing stuff to understand um, because I can't get rid of the idea. Mm -hmm. Um, So that question just kept popping into my head. And I like, you know, if I were just sitting around or driving or if I was alone, I would often just marinate on it. Um, Mm -hmm. And it just got to a point where uh, the marination became, well, let's let's write about it and process it so I can understand it. Mm. Um, and that's really like really how it started. Mm.
0: That's such, how do you marinate on that? Do you write things out or is it more just kind of thought exercises that you do? And then eventually kind of, you get to the page. Like, so a lot of it is, is, is up here, the marination part. Mm-hmm. Like,
1: and so one thing I did is I I was like, for, cause you know, I'm trying to understand why it's even in my head. Right. So, so I, I opened up, uh, the uh, Genesis and I just started reading it again. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, cause see, that was the other thing. Like it was just in my head. Like I can't tell you that I was reading it one day and I wondered why did he ask that question? But I just, Mm -hmm. but I'm, I was familiar with the story, I guess. Mm -hmm. And, and it just started kind of lingering. Yeah. Yeah. It just started coming up in my head. Like, you know, I'm, I mean, I'm 48. (laughs) Like I grew up in a church. So I've heard that story for over 40 years. Right. Right? So, and it just popped in my head one day. And, um, so then, then I, I I started reading, and I was just then I started marinating on it, and I was like, and I was like, well, wait a minute. God's asking Adam who told him that, and then I was like, but God didn't tell him that; mm. he's asking Adam who told him. Yeah. And it just came became this neat little thing in my head that I was like, oh, this is interesting. This is neat. And then you know, so then I just and then all of a sudden it I goes, started yeah. writing about it. yeah
0: <laughs> yeah. It's so crazy. I mean, it's usually right like the answers to the big things that we're trying to search for like they they can kind of linger for a bit, then all of a sudden just a doorway opens up and then just all this stuff just starts, you know, coming out from there because it is. I mean, it's one of the most known stories in the world, you know, right. of that question right there and it's kind of there's such a there's such a lateral, you know, position on the physical side of training of the foundational things that we already do. It's like you don't need to invent all these new things. These things are there. You just need to probably go deeper into asking that question and answering that question, you're going to find what you're looking for.
1: No. I th- and, and that is the thing like is, is, is just going deeper, um, mm-hmm. in, in ourselves and in, in our thought process or in things that we think we know or, or whatever is like, if you really, like anything can be fascinating. If you, if you kind of dive into it.
0: Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So one of the beginning parts that i like, like, I love that how you started this, which I think is such a great way to do anything. is really kind of start with the why, you know, kind of get into the big reason before we start getting into like, this is what you should do. Like you should understand it a little bit more. And you brought up a point early on about the word vulnerable. And I'm going to read this here for you because I think you said, I think, you know, our true strength lies in being vulnerable. It's powerful. The kind of power that can change the world. That word vulnerable personally has always been something that I've been pondering in my head about what does it actually mean. You know, I think a lot of times it can be misconstrued as you're just open and you're spitting out like all these different things that are on your mind or you're just emoting out from there. But I think it's deeper than that. Just in your own perspective, what do you what does that term vulnerable mean to you? It's it's kind of deep in itself. But I part of it
1: is is letting yourself be who you really are without trying to um hide behind a fig leaf or, or put it on a persona that you, that you think other people expect or mm-hmm. that, that, you know, to fit the situation or, or even, I, I think a lot of us are afraid of who we are for some reason. So we feel like we're not good enough or we're not strong enough or not smart mm-hmm. enough. So we, we try to play the part or beef ourselves up to be that way instead of trusting who we are or what's in us. Um, mm-hmm. So I think, to me being vulnerable is, is it's kind of being brave. <laughs> it's, mm. it's, it's, kind of being, you know, to, to, to let, let your, your defenses down a little bit, or your, your, whatever t-shirt of the day is you're trying to wear, or your, the hat you're trying to wear, or the disguise, the facade, mm. whatever it is that you're just trying to strip all that away. and right. And like be who, who you
0: actually are. mm mm-hmm. That's interesting. I I love that. Uh, I love that definition. I think that suits pretty well right there. It's amazing how quickly we can self-censor ourselves into not knowing who we are, because to really know yourself is, I mean, I think that's kind of a skill, just like anything, you know, it's kind of like the term self-awareness, you know, people say like, you need to be self-aware. I've dabbled in that and kind of pondered that a while. It's like, that's not something everybody knows. Like that's something you need to you need to wrestle with. You need to go into and I think. You even mentioned early, like, hey, like whatever I say in here, it might offend people who are religious. It might defend people, offend people who are not religious. I'm just saying my experiences and coming out. I'm going to be true to myself. And it is. It's amazing. I think how quickly we can self censor ourselves for wanting to fit in, or maybe not feeling like, is this a, is this who I am? And if you start questioning it, then you can easily feel like you're not being authentic in a lot of situations. Yeah. Well, and like like you said,
1: self-aware, like as the book started developing, a lot of it, it it does, it centers on Mm self-awareness, like in our our bodies or like in our soul. Like, and I think it's so easy to have a disconnect from our own body, right? Like sometimes people don't know what they're feeling or they feel a certain way all the time that is their normal, right? And they don't, they don't ever know anything different or they don't investigate different, but they just have no awareness. Um, You see this with movement all the time. People think they're moving one way, but they may be moving another.
0: Exactly. Yeah.
1: And it can be the same way with how you think. A lot of people are just not aware of the thought processes that are running through their head or their beliefs. Most of us are hardly ever aware of their beliefs or mm-hmm. what they're holding on to. And I think that was like, for me, one of the things that God was trying to do for Adam was jar his head out of his thought process Mm. To 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 interrupt him with a question that made him think first, that made him dive deeper a little bit. Like yeah. you're hiding because you're afraid, and you're naked. But who told you? You know, like you, who told you that you were naked? Yeah. Like that was that right. was a, that was a story that Adam had put on himself. Right. Yeah. It's a lesson in self-perception, right? Yeah. Yeah. So so he wasn't even aware of the story, and that's the thing we all. Like, I think the biggest, one of the things in the book is like, there's 8 billion stories right now in the world Mm -hmm. because everybody's telling their own, they have their own perspective, but they're all, that perspective comes from their story and whatever story we're making up in our mind or that we're telling ourselves, that's how we're living from. And that's how we're perceiving reality from, Mm -hmm. but a lot of times it's a story that we're really not aware of.
0: Right. Yeah. And if you. You know, if you don't know your own story, you don't ask these questions. It's very easy to adopt somebody else's story. And we, then you just. We,
1: yes, we run the program. Like yeah. we collect whatever the information is or whoever tells us whatever the authorities that tell us whatever fact or opinion or what we collect it.
0: Mm-hmm. And before we know it, we're running it. Yes. Yeah, it is. It's, well, it's so it's interesting. You know, I always try and, you know, I've been a coach for 15 years now. I've been practicing, you know, strength for a long time. So I've, you know, have some skills in that and always try and like put my head into the mind of somebody who maybe is just getting started out. And like, I got so deep down the intuitive training track about a year ago. And I think it's super beneficial and you get to a level of doing that, but it's like saying what's best for you or trusting your body. It's like if somebody's never done that before, like that's the you can't ask that question like they have no idea like sometimes you need to yeah follow the story, but then, with the intention of all right, you're gonna find your own path from here, so it's like sometimes you do almost need to adopt another story in some way in order to find your own
1: no I get in as a coach, I get in trouble for that all the time. <laughs> Like my partner, Danny's always like, you can do that, but
0: they need a script. <laughs> All right. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's challenging. I mean, that's why having, um, I mean, having different stories and adopting them is great, but you need to curate it into I mean, I think it was the, you know, the Bruce Lee quote of like, you know, take what it is, take what you need at the moment, kind of leave the rest and then go back to it. You're probably going to learn new things over and over again. So I think those stories you're talking about, they, they are very valuable in that they give us a framework.
1: Mm -hmm. But many people don't examine their framework um, or they rely on it. And then it gets it gets to be an extremely rigid framework and that they don't have any answers beyond the stories that they've been fed. And they've never gone deeper to to really search out other things or they've never even thought about other things when they're confronted with a deeper issue or something that doesn't fit the paradigm of their story. That's when we get into trouble. It it can be a blessing to get in that trouble or it can be a curse because if it's if it jars your paradigm so much that you're like, all right, I'm got I gotta figure this out, I gotta know. Well, that's great. Right. But if it goes the other way where it makes you afraid or it makes you really push back and, mm. and put up all your defenses against all reason and logic, well then it's right. not as it's not as good of a framework anymore.
0: Yeah you know, it's tough when you say like people rely on programs. I mean, I've done that before. I'm sure you have too, but it's like you, oh, yeah. if you're, if you're in, like you can be in that pain or you're looking for a solution to something because you don't know what you're looking for, but you just know what you're doing right now is not it. So it's so qu- easy to just jump on one program because you get a feel from it. You get a dopamine rush and it's like, oh, that made me feel better. This must be the answer. And you just go through that. But eventually that might not be the best thing for you. It might've got you out of a hole for a second, you know, made you feel better, but it's not exactly what's working best for you.
1: No. And I think, I think to that point, everything has a season mm. and everything can be useful, but then there are also seasons end and things run their course. Yeah. And I think part of our, for us as people, as humans, I, my granddad or my wife's dad, He said, like, when you stop learning, you die. Like, I'll never forget him saying that because that echoed in my head and would not leave me for anything. And I think that's the thing is, is we're supposed to continually grow throughout our lives um, learning, but not just not just running stories. Mm. Like, there's supposed to be there is supposed to be depth to us. There's supposed to be depth to the things that we experience and learn.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, sometimes the the learning is not trying something completely new and should completely changing the script. Sometimes it's going deeper. You know, that's what I loved. That's what I loved about reading this book is I was like, everything is about going deeper. You know, it's breath practice, it's it's movement, it's prayer. I mean, it's all the things that we know. And almost like when these things we know are like they're self-evident that they work. Almost sometimes I think we can discount it as like, well, I know what that is. It's like, I'm looking for the nuanced answer to it. And it's like, no, actually, if you sit back and you breathe for 10 minutes, actually breathe the way you're supposed to, that's probably going to actually give you the answer you're looking for. It's not new. It's not like a brand new thing under the sun, but it's going to give you what you're looking for.
1: Yeah. Um, Which is, it's neat because
0: it's easy to gloss over the things you're familiar with, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So there's a point I want to bring up about breath in here. Um, there was a quote that you had in it that it, it made me ponder quite a bit over the past week, which you said, we're made to be breathed, not to breathe. And saying, so it's like breathing, inhale is like a reflex. And every exhale, it's an opportunity to let go from there. Can you elaborate on that a little bit more for me? So
1: thanks to COVID, I had the fortune of interviewing for my own podcast a bunch of breathing experts and um there was one who studied under carl stowe the doctor of breath and she had a way of saying things and one of her things was we are made to be breathe and so you sit and i I marinate with that a lot and then i started thinking like what if what if breath was the like it's letting go and exhalation is letting go right what if that was, and I'm, I'm weird. Cause I do think very spiritually a lot, about a lot of things to make sense out of the world for me, myself, me too. <laughs> but like, what if, what if going, uh, if exhaling like that, what if that was like saying God's name, mm. just completely letting go and trusting that he's going to fill you again with that reflex, what we call a reflex of inhalation. Mm. I mean, when you exhale and you completely let go and everything relaxes, like, ah, uh, well, that's an act of trust, right? yeah I mean <laughs> there's never there's really no guarantee that you're gonna be filled again mm-hmm. but we breath after breath, we are right, so I don't know, there's this beautiful dance of receiving and giving receiving and giving, trusting, mm-hmm. receiving, letting go, being filled, yeah, and like that's our that's our life, um yeah. I don't know, so. And that think, is our design, right. To be, to be able to not hide or to trust or to rest in something bigger than ourselves. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. You know, it's interesting on the, I don't know if you ever heard that actually a client sent me once a, a parable about breath and actually, uh, I forget where he got it from, but essentially saying like it's when you inhale, exhale, it's like Yahweh, where it's like the first time you breathe as a kid, you're actually speaking the name of God. That's the first thing you That's do cool. is you breathe and you say the name of God. And then when you die, the last thing that goes is your last breath. So now you die because you can no longer speak the name of God. Wow. Wow. Yeah, I just got goosebumps just hearing that there, but it's like, I remember you broke it down. If if I can remember it, I'll send it over to you. But when I remember I heard that, I was like, that is really, really powerful on the spiritual side, on the, on the physical side of it too, though. I mean, just the switch over that breath can do from the sympathetic to the parasympathetic state. And as you said, like when we are fearful or we're feeling lost, what's the first thing we do? We tense up, we protect ourselves. You hold your breath. Yes. And one of the, and the thing that you do more than like, that makes you feel better right away is you take that deep breath and it's like, just actually, and just release. It. And then you said it in here, which I love, which is like one, just one single breath can feel amazing. Yes. And I was like, that's such a perfect sentence right there. Cause it absolutely can. When you're in that feeling where you're off or you're feeling like tensed up, that exhale of surrender is probably the best feeling that you can get in the world. And I've had, I've had several
1: different experiences, but one where I was scared, like just bothered and scared. And I experienced complete total relief from, from an exhalation. It it took me by surprise how much everything went away, like Mm -hmm. just like that. But even deeper than that, like you've probably done this too, just sitting around, you know, like, um, cause you're trying to learn about yourself and you're trying to learn, well, everybody's talking about meditation or maybe I should sit around and breathe or I should explore my breath and follow my breath or Mm -hmm. understand my breath. (laughs) So I learned that just, if I really just sit and breathe sometimes and just try to notice how it feels, I learned how to breathe in where my entire body just felt like it was electrified. Mm -hmm. And I learned how to exhale where just it just, everything just felt like it completely let go. And like, like, like everything just disappears. Like, and Mm -hmm. I was, I was I learned how to do it on purpose. (laughs) Right. Right. You know? And uh, and then I was like, and then I'm like, this is the best feeling in the world. And I can do this all day, you know,
0: and all I'm doing, all I'm doing is sitting here playing with how I breathe. Yeah. It's crazy. It is. I mean, and there's like deep practices. Like, I mean, there's the Wim Hof style of Tumo, which has got super popular, you know, with his work, but then, um, like holotropic breathing, people have done that and had psychedelic experiences just from breathing practices. And well, I, I got a lot from, I've talked with Patrick McGowan from Oxygen Advantage You know, quite a bit. You've probably spoken to him before yep. in work. And uh, when he just talked about the benefits of just slow nasal breathing, like where like so much, like if you put your finger under your nose, you can barely feel it. And actually getting back into just this state. I think, I don't know, like um, you know, I'd be curious what you think about this, but I think a lot of people who get into breathing practice and almost feel like it's like they're doing something wrong or they think it's the right way. So often they're just not doing it enough. It's like, sometimes you really need like 15 or 20 minutes sometimes in a practice to just get into that state and just do it. It's not something that you might feel instantly. You might feel like better right away, but to really get into state of flow or a state of creativity, whatever you're looking for, It sometimes it just takes walking down the path a little bit more. And, and, and I, and it may take letting go of the
1: tension of, or the dance between right and wrong, mm. you know, like, like just being open to let whatever happens happens. Yeah. Like, so right and wrong, you're still eating off the tree of good and evil. Right. So like you're, you're judging, weighing out your d- success or fail, pass fail. Right. Yeah. And I think that gets us into a lot of issues or that prevents us sometimes from truly exploring things like like our breath or our movement Mm -hmm. um or even our thoughts like right like how many times have you ever had a thought and you're like oh gosh that's a horrible thought where did that come from yeah you know and then (laughs) you start and then you beat yourself up because you're capable of an evil person what the heck's going on? (laughs) because you're capable of creating such a heinous thought right um and it's
0: weird that we hardly ever celebrate good thoughts, but anyway, Oh yeah. <laughs> you know, no, those, those go like, in and out like nothing. Yeah. Those, those negative ones are like, Oh my God, who the frick am I? It's yeah, like who this- am
1: I? Right. <laughs> but I, um, you know, so I think, I think if, if people could just relax enough to be, or be curious enough that they would probably find a lot more fun
0: in, in their breathing practice mm. or, or any practice for that matter. Yeah. I think it's so, um, the, that, The notion of, you know, fear and what that does and then letting go and surrender, which is really, I think the antidote to fear. I mean, there's so many, there's a lot of different ways and people talk about it all the time. And you do this, you know, do strength training. Absolutely. Great. You nutrition, obviously that's important and stuff, but the most fundamental thing that you can do, everybody's doing it regardless of what your fitness level's at or your education or whatever it is, everybody breathes like this is, I loved how you started the book really with this as far as the practices. Cause like, yeah, this is the most fundamental thing. It actually got me going back into some breathing practices. You're right on way on there. And uh, you know, I think just that term letting go, I don't know if you ever read any of Paul Selig's work. Um, He's a really interesting guy in his uh, work as far as spirituality, but he speaks about the term surrender all the time. Like that just comes up over and over again. It's like surrendering to it, which is the aspect of, of letting go. Yeah, and I think yeah. it's, it's a hard thing because I, it seems like we want to hold on to our mentality, well, our it. mindset, whatever it is, because if that questions our beliefs, then it's like, we're, we're being vulnerable. We're it's, opening up. And that's a, that's a hard thing to, you know, to do. And I think like back to the word, because vulnerable, the word itself makes a lot of us get tight.
1: <laughs> like yeah. we get tense just hearing about it. Yeah. Um. And I, I, like, I, I, I think it really is an act of bravery, mm-hmm. which is, you know, contra- you know it's like upside down thinking to, to be vulnerable. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like to, all right, well, it's kind of like getting, We you, you know, we were talking about cold showers earlier. Yeah. It's kind
0: of like, all right, well, here we go. I'm going to do this. I'm going to be vulnerable. like, you got to, yeah, it is. Yeah, well, it's ready. funny. It, it's funny. What I love about the cold shower in the morning and the cold exposure. I mean, as we said, it's it's very popular now. I mean, the physical benefits are are known. It's there's uh, good science behind it, but it's that aspect of doing something challenging every. Mo- and no matter what, I do it every day. But every single morning, I wake up and I'm like, I do not want to do this. Like there's always that mind and there's always that battle in my head of like, I know I don't want to do it. And it's not going to win. I'm going to get in the shower. Like it's going to happen, but it still comes. And it's almost like, yeah, it'd be easier if that didn't come. I could just jump in the shower without it. But at the same time, I'm like that reminder of, okay, you need to jump this hurdle a bit. It's like that reminder. And it kind of, again, goes back to like the breath practice and being vulnerable, like I think sometimes we think we're going to do these practices, eventually getting to the other end where there's the resistance isn't going to be there anymore. Like, oh, I've been, I've been vulnerable. So now I just know how to be vulnerable. It's like, no, no it's, it it's an act of, it's, active, it's <laughs> an act of bravery. Every time you say It's step really in. about showing up every day
1: and, yeah. and, and letting go again and again, or yeah. forgiving, forgiving yourself again and again. Yeah. Um, yeah. We have... <laughs> It's Groundhog Day every day,
0: one hundred percent. Yeah, but I mean, you get—I mean, you get better at it. I think you get the the default to it. You know, I've I've talked about this in my in my group before of like you know, meant the mentality of things. It's like, does it get easier? It's like, well, no, it doesn't get easier. Meaning, it doesn't go away. Where there's days where you don't want to do it, but you build your default system up more to know, okay, I know what this is, and then yeah. I'm just going to do it. I'm going to get it over again. It's like you build that routine up. And then you build it up and that's, but again, kind of going back to vulnerable, I think it's like being true to your authentic self and knowing your authentic self probably is going to change from day to day. Like it's, you're not fixed in this one mindset. It's okay to explore other ideas, other thoughts. Well, I mean, life is movement, right? Yeah, exactly. And if We're not moving. Yeah. did <laughs> Yeah. So there's a P there's a, a part that I wanted to dive into because this hit me very personally, because this is something over the last few months I experienced. And you you were you were talking about, you know, uh your talk with God and asking him to like make you the man that you wanted to be. But in your own head, you said, like, I don't even know who that is. Like, I don't know what I'm like looking for. I just know that who I am, I'm not right now. And this was something that was going on over and over again. In your head, it's like, God, please make me the man that I want to be. But what does that even mean? I thought the same thing so much in my head. So I think you had an epiphany where you're like, oh, be the man that you want to be over yeah. and over. Can you explain that story a little bit more? Well, I, so obviously I was dissatisfied with myself or my life or
1: both, um, you know, because I always felt, you know, you have just something's gnawing at you. Like you feel incomplete. Mm-hmm. You just don't feel like you feel like something's missing. Yeah um and if it wasn't missing you wouldn't be feeling that way right and so you're like well i i whatever it is i'm not doing or whoever it is i'm not being i need to have that or be that um cuz you like that was just always gnawing at me right and like because you we all want to be happy yeah so if we're not happy obviously we're missing something that's preventing our happiness right so i would like toss that prayer up. I'm good at tossing up prayers by the way um so I would toss up that prayer like you know on a on a on a daily basis pretty much and one day I was just walking through the house and I'm sure that was I was doing laundry had a laundry basket in my hand and that was again I, I was just feeling like I was lacking something and I was like god help me be who who I want to be and like just like from the inside out this this thought rain like shot through me it's like just be who you want to be. And it was so, and it's stupid, right? Like, yeah, sure. Naturally. Uh, just, just do it. Yeah.
0: Uh, <laughs> yeah. Right. It gives you a Nike. Give you a and, then,
1: and like, like, cause I was like, I was holding the laundry basket. I was like, what? <laughs> and then I was like, Oh yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Just shut up, shut up asking about it and, and, and whining about it and mm-hmm. just, just be, who you want to be, mm-hmm. which is, there's more to it than like actually being who you want to be. But that was the most, that thought or whatever it was that shot mm-hmm. through my head or heart or wherever, like, I can't even tell you where it came from, but it was right. just so every now and then in your life, you'll have something that is so crystal clear that, you know, it wasn't you that did it. Mm-hmm. Um, And I know that, that, that was not me, <laughs> mm. the the Tim, that was not Tim that answered yeah. that question
0: right then. Yeah. It's interesting because it is, it seems self-evident, right? But it's, I mean, that's a deep answer to something about that. What, what kind of, if you can elaborate a little bit more on that, you know, phrase right there, like when you say like, be the person you want to be from there, did you look at like, okay, these are the things I want to get and then reverse kind of engineered back of like, all right, these are the things that I need to do or these, this is how I want to like think or default. Like what was that about?
1: So I'm, I'm, I'm. I'm a big child and somehow still be help like the person I wanted to be was still wrapped around the idea of Superman. Mm-hmm. Um and so instantly I'm thinking, well, if you want to be Superman, act like him, be him. Like and it and now, now that was then that was like that was like at least 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. I it, it's deeper now. Well, it's not like, you know, you can just pretend to be Superman because then you're pretending. Mm-hmm. But what I've since discovered is, is well, we're really all, we're all, whatever that person is, we're all Superman. We're all whoever you want to be, whoever, like would you think you would be the most complete version of yourself. Well, that's us already. We're already that person. Mm. It's just letting go of the stories and the other information we've collected or the, the attachments to ideas or expectations of things that we think we should be or think we should have or think that we're missing out on. Because and what I've learned now, like who's, who's in charge of your happiness? Me. Yeah, yeah. I am. Mm-hmm. It's not because I don't have something. Because how, how long does your happiness last when you get the thing that you want? It's, it's like there for instant. a yeah. second. A moment, yeah. And you can't hold on to it for anything, like
0: <laughs> but how much you want to, you'll
1: even have these thoughts, man, I wish I could make this last forever One hundred, yeah. because you know, you can't yeah. because it doesn't, it doesn't last. So it's fleeting. So like, so whatever I was lacking, be who I wanted to be ultimately became, all right, well, if you want to be genuine and you want to love people, just love them. What's stopping you? Right. What's stopping me? from holding the door open for this person simply because I want to hold the door open for her. I don't want anything from them there's nothing stopping me other than myself mm-hmm. like if I'm lacking something I'm the reason I'm lacking it because I I think I am lacking it or or I I've put up some some obstacle in my head that prevents me from from doing or having or being mm-hmm. something yeah and so it, no. it's, it's, it's hard to really, you know, drill down, but like we get in our way, um, yeah. with our, with our programs or our stories or, or whatever, yeah. but really, really everything that we want or like our happiness is in us and all we have to do is take it.
0: Yeah. It's our, it's our tendencies that we have. Right. It's like, it's always, it's interesting when you hear somebody, uh, you know, say, Oh, I'm the type of person that when it's like, well, no, you're not. You have a story. Yeah, Yeah. That's the story. You have a tendency to do that from there. It's like, no, it's, but it's not who you are. It's, I remember, um, I think Debbie Ford, uh, you know, talked about this in her book, dark side of light chasers, where, where like any like envy or jealousy comes from, it's, it's something that you're seeing in someone else that you know is already inside you that you can do, but you're not letting it out. Yeah, And it's like, that's where envy comes from because anybody who's human that's done something before, it means that you are capable of doing that. That's inside you. You just haven't, you know, you just haven't let it come out or maybe that's, you haven't put the time or energy to bring that out, but it's possible. It is within you to do. So be like, as you said, like, be the man that you want to be. It's like- yeah, you want to be more loving. Okay. Just love. It just is that, it is that easy to do. I mean, to break it down and work on it. Yeah. It's going to take some, some time to shift over the narrative of the story, but the, but the steps behind it is, seems like pretty simple. But, and well, it, 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 you know, you know how that phrase "simple's not easy. Yes.
1: So like, if I, let's say if i have an expectation from another person and they they don't do it because i put the expectation on them and then i get mad or I, hold, or I hold a grudge i know that i'm the one holding the if i'm being honest i'm the one that's unhappy because i'm the one holding a grudge because they didn't do what i expected them or wanted them to do so mm-hmm. first of all i had an attachment to an idea that i was trying to mm. coerce another person with and they didn't go they weren't in line with my want. And now I'm attached to not the want that I did not get. So now I'm holding the grudge to it. And so I'm causing my own problems. Now, the problem is, is I can now be aware of that. And sometimes it's still hard to let go. Yeah, absolutely. Because <laughs> it's, it's not easy. It's simple. Like, especially when you become aware, right? Like, mm-hmm. like when you, like part of the book is learning how to listen to questions, like who told you your yes. neck? Oh, well, well, dang, I must have told myself that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like so I, so now like, well, how do I let go of that? How do I forgive myself for that? Or how do I come out from behind the tree and stick my chest back out again and just let myself be right. It's like, so a lot of times it is, is literally wrestling with yourself. Like, well, if you really want this, you need to learn how to forgive. You need to learn how to let that go. Right. Which means, and which means you really need to let it go and not just let it go for a second. And you may pick it back up, but if you're aware of it, well, okay. Let it go again. And then it comes to the point where, all right, I forgive them for not fulfilling my expectation. Well, that's silly. It was my expectation. I'm forgiving yes. them. And then when I realize that, oh, dang, they didn't do anything. It's me. Now I got to forgive me. <laughs> right. <laughs> now I got to, now I got to let myself off the hook. Right. Oh like, my so gosh. It's Absolutely. All these, it's all these steps that like, all right, do, what do you really want? Because if you really want it, you you can have it, but you got to work at it. <laughs> mm.
0: Yeah. Like if you really want to be happy, you got to let a lot of stuff go and, and you, you can't start with the reasons why you believe you're not right now.
1: Right. And like, like, uh, I had this, uh, there's a chapter in a book called the wisdom of sages and a, a, a bunch of the people that I had the fortune of being around or interviewing. A lot of them said the same thing. Don't take yourself so seriously. Yeah. And there's so much wisdom in that. Like if you really dive down into it, like that's our hardest thing sometimes is because everything's so personal. When something doesn't go our way, it's personal. When somebody doesn't say what we want them to say, it's personal. Like whatever it is, we take everything personally, which means we take everything so seriously. So seriously. Yeah. Instead of like laughing at ourselves or being kind enough to ourselves to allow ourselves to laugh at ourselves, to let something go so that it doesn't get stored up in our muscles in our neck. And it doesn't trip our nervous system into fight or flight and cause yeah. all kinds of other havoc. That's the other thing. Like we feed, we have this weird feedback loop. Our, our emotions and our thoughts, especially whatever we're not willing to let go of, feeds this story in our brain, which is information for our nervous system, which feeds our nervous system, which means if we're holding a grudge or we're mad or we're sad or whatever, we are literally feeding our inf- our nervous system the information that is tripping it into fight or flight mode. And now it's feeding us information with a hormone shift or whatever. It's also now helping us hold on to those emotions and hold on to those negative thoughts. So, and then those emotions and negative thoughts continue to feed the fight or flight response in our nervous system. Because again, now it's negative information and the nervous system's not safe and it's got to get ready for, for war. Mm-hmm. And so now it revs up more. And again, now we're feeding more negative <laughs> thoughts and emotions. <laughs>
0: Oh my gosh, that's a hell of a cycle. You know, it's, it's interesting. Cycle. Yeah. What you, it's so interesting with that taking seriously. I mean, I've been a victim of that. Well, I'm not a victim. I've done that a million times over of just taking things because you want things to work out very well. And I remember I had uh, Dr. Nate Zinzer on my podcast. He wrote the book. Oh, the he's Con- awesome. He's amazing. He wrote the book, The Confident Mind. <clears throat> and one of the things he talked about was just the change in words you use. Like if you're going out, If you're a track star and it's like, I need to, you know, I need to run fast. And like, you put these words in your head and you're like taking it so serious. I need to progress. He just changed that up of being like, what if you say, let's see how fast I can go today. It's like just changing that little word. Now, all of a sudden there's an act of play that's coming in.
1: Well, you went from, I need to is a
0: threat. Yes. Or let's see is curiosity. And like you said, play. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a and, threat and it's an expectation. It's saying yes. I'm expecting to get better on this. So, so already, nothing else is better.
1: Already mm-hmm. you're going to store up extra tension you don't need. So it's going to inhibit your performance. Yeah. But let's see how fast I can run today is wide open. All the brakes are off because now you're free to move. Mm-hmm. And and that's the thing. Our words or our thoughts, even especially the ones we purposefully have, yeah. well, they're information. Yes. And information's constantly going into the system. And the system judges it what mm-hmm. good, safe, not safe, right? Threat, yeah. not threat. And anything that's a threat is going to cause resistance and tension in our muscles and in, 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 every, in everything, not just our muscles, our, our immune system, whatever system we have. It's going to cause restriction because mm-hmm. it's not safe. So it's going to draw up versus when we say or think something that's positive or freeing or safe everything opens up we are literally just like the sea anemone when it's threatened it balls up into a little like so nothing can eat it and when it's safe and the thread is gone it's all open and flowy again and that's us that's our nervous system
0: that's yeah that's so interesting that you know it's funny i talked uh the friend adam rodriguez uh he had on my podcast too he's had an incredible story. He was a uh, military veteran and has a traumatic brain injury, like dealt with a lot of stuff it's suicidal for a long time. And he kind of brought this whole th- of notion of unveil, don't create, which was similar to a lot of stuff I've known you done with OS with unlocking. And he's like, you don't need to create anything. It's like, you just, it's already there. Like everything that you're looking for, it's already there. You just need to unveil it. You need to just strip layers away one at a time. That's beautiful. Um, And he said, he's why he said the same thing. He's like, I was, I've spent years feeling like, you know, suicidal. It's like, okay, business is off a little bit. Or like, I, you know, had an argument with somebody like, okay, like it'll, it'll be okay. We'll figure it out. It's like, it could be a lot worse. We'll get through all of it. But again, it's like not taking ourselves so seriously in anything, like you're in the mental side and your physical side, like have fun with it, have play, even the spiritual side, like be playful with it. Like, I love that you talked about that in the book about just asking good questions and playing with these questions. It's like, cause there's no right or wrong answer right off the bat. Like just start asking these questions and things are going to come up for you.
1: Yeah. Well, and, and questions give you the opportunity to discover or to learn. Right. Yeah. And they can, they can interrupt the faulty story. Mm.
0: Oh, it's. It's really, so after, at the end of the book too, you, I mean, you went into some specific practices on there too, of getting it. So do you think, is it, is it best like to like do the breathing practices first, do you think to kind of work on the and then go into movement? Do you think it's good that you can do all these things together? So I, 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 think you can do them all together. I think if
1: you're specifically like curious about breathing and, and all the wonderful things it can do for you, definitely setting just breathing time aside without trying to mix it with movement, mm-hmm. uh, that would be a great place to, to start. Um, and I, to be honest, just like I wrote in the book, I put the breathing thing up front to give some people something extremely useful because I know it's useful like yeah. that. If you can get into that kind of stuff, it'll change your life. Yeah. But I also knew that what I was talking about to me was crazy enough that people might not get far in the book. So that's why I put it up to the front. Right. And then I put the other physical stuff at the bottom, because then you can get into like self-exploration or self-awareness to listen because your body's always talking to you right like and if you learn how to feel it maybe you can learn how to interpret what it's trying to tell you Mm -hmm. um or what you're telling it because your body's an expression suit it's expressing whatever's going on on inside of us right so what if you could learn what's going on on the inside of you because you learn how to interpret the expressions that your body is giving off
0: yes Oh, I love that. Yeah, it's I do. I think you touched on it a bit towards the end of your book about the physical is really like the gateway to the mental and the spiritual side as well. I think that's such a powerful message. Because I mean, even with meditation, like I'm a component of it, I do meditation practices. But I think sometimes we can get into like, just relying on the routine of like, just sitting there thinking you need to be in a very quiet space and like go into like this Zen based mode where often I found like the best meditations is when I'm in a, I'm, I'm, I'm going for a walk or I'm doing my strength training and you just get into that zone. You live meditatively from there. It's like you, you transcend it. So it's not the, like, I think the great thing is you don't have to do just one practice. Like it's not just one practice to do like try everything, see what resonates with you. But I love like that physical side, even rocking or breathing or the mobility, you know, movements or strength-based movements and incorporate those in with everything else that could be a gateway into all these other aspects. Oh,
1: absolutely too. And when you're that movement, I'll call it movement meditation that you're talking about, like walking and then you go into your flow, like, because you, you're giving yourself now permission to freely meditate. There's no, there's nothing on the line. When we sit down and we're purposefully trying to meditate, we do often approach that pass fail or yeah. we're easy yes. to frustrate, <laughs> you know, like pass, oh, I wasted fail. my time. Mm-hmm. That was 10 wasted minutes. Yeah. Was it? <laughs> <laughs> or heaven forbid you made it 20 and you were restless the whole time yeah, too. Yeah. But, but like we're, because we, we judge it or we have a, again, we have an expectation for it. Right. But you don't have an expectation to meditate when you go walking. And then all of a sudden your brain is free to open up. And movement just it like lights the brain up because it's great information and things are just working better. All systems are working better. So then, man, if your brain does now start hitting on all cylinders or you can meditate and solve all the, you know, Einstein equations that you never knew knew you knew, like you just have access to everything at that point because you're free.
0: I love that. I love how you said pass fail there. That's exactly how I think we operate. I've done that so many times. I was like, yeah, this is either a good one or if it's not, it's a bad one. And then eight minutes in, I'm thinking about going to the grocery store because I need to pick up chicken. And I was like, what are you doing? Like, come on, get back. Yeah, in. And you get mad then, at yourself. Then you start self critic It start, starts self-criticize it versus probably that same thing like Dr. Zinder. Like, let's see, you know, how, how well, I, how focused I can breathe right now.
1: That guy's brilliant. I'm telling you, the other, like you know, right. But like, so the, another problem we can have is having a good meditation session, because if you have a good one, well, now you remember it. And so now unwittingly, you're going to compare all the other ones you have to the good one because yeah. you, you don't have a short memory like a goldfish, like you should have and just let it go and let it be in the past. And so again, oh you my just, God, God. we're always weighing things up against, you, the, you know,
0: Oh my God, that's so, that's, yeah. And then you keep chasing that that good meditation. Yes, and if it, it you didn't get there, then it's not as good. You know, it's funny. I've seen that so much in physical training where it's like we chase PRs and we're always trying to progress. And it's like, oh, I hit this press. Oh my, okay, now it's just, I'm on this path. And now I'm just gonna keep moving up. And then if you don't hit it there or you know, your body needs that, it's not ready for the day. And then you go, so you think you're regressing and then you're going back and it's like, no, it's your... Strength, strength is like waves in the ocean. It's gonna go up and down. And nobody thinks about that. Like I don't know if you like ten
1: years ago, it seemed like in the CrossFit kettlebell whatever world, Mm -hmm. every day was PR day. Every day was PR day. It's like, what happens when you run out of those? (laughs) I I know, right?
0: Because eventually, you can't have a PR. Yeah, I mean that's. uh, I think Mark Rifkin put it like he's like you go heavy, heavy, heavier, heavier. Injury, light, medium. Heavy, heavy injury. And it's like, yeah, like eventually, if you're hitting a peak, the only way off is to step off or to fall off there. And it's or like, or you get extremely creative in, okay. in what you call a PR. <laughs> exactly. exactly. You're searching out the PRs in all different things. But is it? I remember I talked with Tim Allman about that, about just the joy of training. You know, and Tim's one of those guys. I mean, there's a freak of nature with strength work, and he's playing with he was playing with bells that are 50% of what he can do and stuff, but just focusing and just enjoying the movement. And it's just getting think, into it. I think that's the wisdom of strength training, right? There. Yeah. light loads that feel good. Therapeutic loads. That's, that's the ticket. It you know, it's, uh, I mean, you kind of talked about it like simple, not easy, right? It's like, it's, The more I've studied strength training, the more I realize how simple it actually is. It's like, it's so easy to get strong and just do it It takes discipline. I mean, it's not easy because you need to work it, but like letting that ego go and just actually stepping in with light loads powerfully and just moving in and you kind of adopt that same mentality into everything else that you do with this aspect of play. Like, okay, I'm going to see how this goes today. And then you're never disappointed. Yeah. But but you you nailed it. Letting the ego go, right? So that's
1: that's letting go of the the story. That's it.
0: It comes it's, back to the story. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, dude, Tim, this has been a blast having you on again. Uh, seriously, I I loved the work that you put in here to this new book and uh, just speaking with you. Just the connection of physical side of strength, mental and spiritual. You really nailed it. And uh, I'm just thank you so much for speaking with me. I really appreciate it. Michael, thanks so much for having me, man. This has been a blast. Absolutely. Anytime. You're always welcome back. So uh, again, so the new book is Be Naked. Everybody, you got it right here. Um, you can get it anywhere right now or where do you, where can people go and purchase this book? If yeah, they it's like uh, it?
1: uh, whatever your favorite book buying store
0: online is, but Amazon is probably <laughs> the on easiest the way to get it. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect, man. Awesome. Tim, you're the best. Thank you so much. <laughs> Listeners, thank you so much. I'll catch you guys on the next one. Peace. Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope you found some great value here. And if you like this episode, please drop a comment and leave us a five-star rating and review. It does more to build the show than you can imagine. And do not forget to check out and join the Strength Connection Facebook group. In this group, I share the biggest takeaways and lessons from these amazing conversations, as well as training and strength tips for pursuing mastery and fulfillment in life. This group is filled with individuals looking to take full control over their strength, and it's the perfect space to explore new ideas and to share your journey and you'll also get exclusive access to these strength connection mastery seminars it's a deep dive into the physical mental and spiritual training that you can begin using immediately so do not wait go now seriously go i much love to you thank you so much and i'll catch you on the next one